Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Coco Show. I'm John. I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about the Crystal City and Outhouse. The crystal, those seem to not go From together. From the penthouse to the outhouse, no they say. <laughs> I doubt there are any... You don't want a crystal outhouse. I can tell you that right now. No, There's nothing good about that. that. No, no. <laughs> um, have you ever been to Crystal City? No. <laughs> no, Boat. Tell me about it. Well, Crystal City's a real place. It is not. Yeah, it's in Arlington. It's in Washington, D.C. You're kidding me. No. What's it like there? Uh, there's a bunch of high-rise apartments that are really expensive and a shopping center. There's the Crystal City Mall. What made you think that I might have been through there? I don't know. You sort of hang out in D.C. every once in a while. I you never go to D.C. Are you kidding me? The traffic's unbelievable mm. up there. Well, back when I used to party up there every weekend, I never went there. That you was probably, beyond my league. Uh, something tells me that going to Crystal City would be disappointing. Yeah. It was. It, it doesn't look like this Crystal City, I can tell you that. Now, where was the, now it, the inverse, the opposite of that, uh, is an outhouse. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, who do you know right now on this earth that ha that actually currently has an outhouse? There's an outhouse up on Mud Mountain, wasn't there? No, no. you didn't. You that was a creek. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a front porch over just, a creek. I just assumed it was the outhouse. We had the latest an open orifice <laughs> waste disposal units right there. No, we had a toilet at Mud Mountain. <laughs> okay. Good lord, man! I have never used an outhouse that was attached to a private home. I've used outhouses camping. They're you not know, normally attached camp. to a home. Well, I mean, like, that are associated with a home. Like, that's my outhouse out there. You know, my aunt, this is a disgusting story, speaking of outhouses. So, there are some times where you have an outhouse that is just like, a, you'd be in a house. It's a normal house, right? And there would be an out, there would be a toilet in there, just like you'd go to a normal toilet, but it was actually not a real toilet. It was like, it was an outhouse under the under the house? That's right. And it would, it would, I don't know how this thing worked. I can tell you how it didn't work. <laughs> my buddy, my cousin would have me over to his house, and they had one of these. And Where was, was this? Where this was, was in this? Milton. In Milton, no, no. okay. And they had this toilet attached to his bedroom, right? And we would use and it was there. And so I remember we were staying up all night watching monster movies in there. It was sort of like uh, these old, like, uh, schlocky, you know, monster movies and space monsters mm -hmm. and stuff on late night TV when I was a kid. But this toilet, the smell coming out of this thing was—it was methane or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was so overwhelming that you couldn't sleep. It was mm -hmm. like so. It was like, I whenever I see one of these old rocket movies or something, I had my mind that smell enters my head. Oh, you know, it's painful. You know, you know they say that's the that's the scent or that's the um, the sense that is most associated with memory is smell. Oh, great. So there you go. You know, so. you were, you watched the X Files back then, probably yeah. not. Oh, did you really? Yeah. I'm, that was I'm when fine. I was trying to break out of my face. Do you remember the episode where the, uh, the these people were getting high on methane? No. It was like they would go out and get a bunch of cow crap or whatever. And they were getting high on methane. Can you do that? You can. Is that where meth comes from? I don't think. Well, I hope not. I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I, I, I didn't know if that was how he but did it. You could actually do that, and I, so that's I always think about that when I, when I think back to my childhood at that house. I was like, I wonder if we were jacked up on this stuff. And we Maybe so. It. it was like the Daveroni story all over again with the old lady at the that cemetery. Could be. That could be. It was you, a that, really, that really had an effect on you, didn't it, that tale? Yeah. That's a I wake up at night in a cold sweat thinking about that lady by the cemetery. I wake up in a cold sweat thinking about washing dishes at Daveroni. <laughs> oh, man. That's brutal on my hands, dude. Is that is that Was that the root of it? That's what it was. That and punching the... When I used to go to karate, punching that bag with the duct tape all over it. Mm, just ripping myself yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. I won't. It wasn't worth it. Shall we start yeah. with Crystal City? Sure, right. sure. So, uh, the Crystal City. Now, this was put out by a fellow named Jeremy Spiller uh, on the uh, 
on the color computer, and he was also famous for doing another really good game called Xenix on there, which we've had a look yeah. at, and that was a that was a killer game. And so this has a lot of his trademark gimmicks in it. Mm -hmm. uh, he was it was published by Sundog Systems, and that, I've got here that Jeremy Spiller. I guess he was either he comprised or was part of an outfit called Go Sub Software. Um, this game came out in late 1990 and required a Coco 3 and 512K RAM. Uh, it was only on disc, and you and required a. Joystick. So this was uh, a Coco three with five twelve K RAM. That was the largest Coco ever sold through retail, right? Uh, I, the most max. Well, out I could. I mean, listen. You know how these things go. I'm sure there was someone somewhere selling some kind no, of. No, no. I'm talking game. about like going down to the Sears or going over the Radio Shack. Right. <laughs> you don't go down to the no, Sears. No, you don't go to Coco. Sears. They'd run you out of there. But uh, but that was the that was the highest spec Coco sold at Radio Shack. As, as far as I know, and I never knew personally. I never knew anyone that had five twelve back in the day. We mm -hmm. had one twenty eight. And really, there wasn't, in 1990, uh, uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of people had already left the, the, scene. Left the Coco yeah. scene behind. So, like, all, this is another game that I never played. Mm -hmm. This was not out, or I didn't have access to it when I had a, a color computer. Um, so, this is quite a, quite an interesting game. Uh, how how best to describe it, I guess, Boat? It reminds me of, like, if you if you took a game, like, let's say... Scramble or Super Cobra or something like that, and then you took a bunch of speed, you know, a mm -hmm. bunch, and then you unleashed, and then you just said, "We don't need no bombs. We're just gonna go. We're gonna fly like maniacs across this landscape." You would have this game. It is an out of control. It's an unusual sort of shooting game, isn't it? Uh, can you can you relate this to anything that so you can think is, of? This is, a, this is a horizontally scrolling shooter, right? Just like a, a bunch of games. Uh, the thing that set this game apart is that you are attacked from all directions yeah. all the time. Yeah. You don't just have enemies coming in from the right. You've got enemies coming from behind you. In fact, you rarely have enemies coming in from the right like you do in a traditional shooter. Um, most of the time, your enemies are coming from the same direction. You are flying behind you. You've got rockets that are being launched at you. You've got missiles or like little bomb things that are being launched from the ground. You've got things that are just stationary in place. And I hesitate to call these things enemies because these things are not necessarily out to get you. They're out to get themselves. These things are operating on kamikaze time all the time. <laughs> um, lingering out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just waiting to blow themselves up. <laughs> um, a thing that makes this game different from all the other games that are like this is one, this is the only game that I've played where the majority of your enemies come flying from the same direction that you're flying. Yeah. And two, it is weird. This game has tons of varied uh, ground uh, sort of uh, settings and also destructible environments. The ground is destructible. So you can literally blast your way through the sides of mountains or through yeah, the sides of structures. Yeah, that's cool. I yeah. kind of like that. You know, I, I printed out the docs for this game so I could get a, 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 a full understanding of what was going on. And I kid you not when I tell you that the backstory for this thing is like pages long. I mean, it is a there's a I'll leave it to the to the gentle viewer slash listener to go through and read this. But I mean, it, this this was a someone who really laid down the the gimmick on here for the for the for the backstory. It's as opposed to just run your jet as fast as you can across a landscape, right? Which right. Is basically, what it is. 
Um, this was not a game that was released in the stores. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. There, I, I saw pictures of this game. This was like Ultima 1. It was in the old Ziploc a lot, with the photocopied there, manual. There's a, actually, there, there's someone selling one of these, uh, or recently sold one of these on eBay, and it was complete. It was just like you said. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing uh, uh, that these were sold in mail order, would be my guess. I don't I don't know what, uh, you know, or maybe ho- uh, somewhere sold in Some a local. magazine or yeah, yeah, yeah. local mom and pop shops. Yeah. To me, this someone said to themselves, uh, uh, "How fast? How can, how fast can I make a, a game go?" And this was the ultimate result. The, then, and really, this game—it's a for, first of all, as a Coco game, it looks great. Okay, we'll go there. Yeah, yeah. It absolutely. looks great. The ground looks great. The enemies look great. The explosions have that Xanax sort of crazy... I've never that seen that in any other game. That's definitely this guy, Jeremy Spiller. This is his trademark. That's his bag. Yeah. That, there's no doubt about that. Uh, it also has uh, RGB support and composite. Which I, I, of course, I, I, I don't have an RGB setup, so I always... But it looks... It looks now good. I will say if you're watching this on the video, you'll you're seeing some interference on the on the score and the I, shield. I had that on mine too. I did not have that uh, when I played it on my Coco. Oh really? So yeah, you actually when played, I played it on the real thing? Oh yeah. yeah. That's the only way. You, I'm never going to touch another emulator. Yeah, that's my boy. I love 3. it. I love hearing and that. And so if you're playing this on real hardware, I didn't see any of so that. So you didn't see that, and I did. No. That's that's odd, isn't it? Yeah. It's very strange. Um, when you when you play this game and you look at it, and it, again, you, with some of these Coca games, you have to throw out that they're on the Coca because they, they don't look, they play faster and look better than almost everything else. Okay, mm-hmm. so there's that. But this game, if you played this on another system, that that's, wouldn't probably stand out. What would stand out is the fact, that, and this is what the game's bread and butter is, is the speed. Yeah. This is a, uh, uh, if I may, a balls to the wall breakneck paced game of insanity mm-hmm. where the whole time you're flying you're wetting your pants you're trying to weave in and out you're trying to get away from stuff you're picking up fuel you know all this crazy stuff and on top of everything else the the way the the landscape is is put together it it makes it easy for you to just run right into the landscape oh, and the yeah. thing is it, it's not cheap no when i say that it's not like they put a mountain at the top there's a pixel you can go through mm-hmm. but you want to kind of dock, go down into the valleys to get stuff and blow stuff up and then there will be a mountain or a, or a man-made object that juts out and you've got to be you got to have reflexes and that's part of the game well this is not a normal i didn't play this like i normally play a shooter no i played this i was real real light on that fire button and what I would do is I would just bob and weave. You know, you can bob and weave your way through these levels because you got to remember that the enemies in this game are not really your enemies. They're just they they are flying on preset paths and most of the time your enemies are on a collision course with the ground. Like the jets that 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 run up behind you, they are on an arc going straight to the ground. The helicopters they're flying, they're flying on a preset path and if they run into something else, they'll blow themselves up. Yeah. So if you keep that in mind, the way that you play the game becomes different. And the, the way that I approach this game was much more thoughtfully, which made me enjoy it more than I would just your typical Super Cobra clone. It's much, it's almost like an endless runner or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what it reminded me of. It's just like, it's because you're right. Like in a normal shooting game, and like Super Cobra is the one I keep coming back to, or Scramble, you try to kill everything you see. In this game... That's pointless. Mm-hmm. You just try to most of the time you just try not to hit stuff, right? Because you've got she- a limited amount of shields that yeah. you can refresh when you when you come across those little uh, little parachuting mm-hmm. fuel things. And you don't shoot the fuel in this game. You pick it up. And a lot of games you shoot the yeah, fuel. Yeah, you to run into fuel. it. Yeah. And that and see, see, this is a clever gameplay element mm-hmm. because if you shot it, 
you could just go crazy and just shoot stuff nonstop, but you have to not shoot it. Right. Which you, means for a while you're not shooting. You're not going to survive if you shoot if you shoot the parachutes. My main complaint with this game is that in the in the first level, all of the um, there's a ton of parachutes. So you I yeah. mean you 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 can get by without. When you get to the second level, the parachutes disappear almost completely. And uh, I was not able to get past the second level. And I tried many times, and I always, because I was, I was actually timing myself just to see how far, and I'd get almost exactly to the same place in the second level and die. Were you able to, how far were you able to get? I could get to the end boss. Of the second level? Uh, was he the... Uh, he, which, that's the, 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 the ship that goes back and forth. That's the end of yes. the first level. I got, pa- I, I got to him. I mm-hmm. could beat him. Yeah. Although he would ram you. Yeah. He didn't, he, he didn't, again, he wasn't super tough. He was not exactly out to get you. He was just sort of flying around. Yeah, he had, a, he had a pattern, but I mean, he would run you over, and yeah. that's what always killed me. Mm-hmm. And then I could get to the second level, and then that I didn't get all the way to the end of that one. Uh, now, I did cheat to go through the first four levels, which there is. Uh, I think it was the only first three. Or no, for me, it was, there. I think it was four. I got, I got the fourth level, and I would cheat. You could hit the number buttons on the, on the, uh, on that title screen, and you can get to different levels with automatically. Uh, and thank God, because I don't think I would ever gotten there. This is a game. It's not. This. I'm not what I would call the most quick reflex guy. There you is. know, Leif <laughs> asks, and he asks an interesting question in the yeah. chat. Is it possible that you're the bad guy in this game? <laughs> well, again, if you want to dig through the backstory for this, I mean, you can be. You can be the judge. That would be an interesting slant. Uh, the uh, um, there's all. We should mention the sound in this, which is really good. And there are these whistling guns. That, oh, I mean, yeah. The, there are, the, they, the sound they, is exactly like the visuals. It's mm-hmm. just a nonstop attack on your senses. Right, right. They really pulled out every audio trick in the book that the Coco could do to uh, to, to do this. I mean, whistling, explosions, mm-hmm. uh, guns. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. It is. It, like, I like that attack on the senses. That's that's exactly what this game Absolutely, is. Absolutely. And so if I you're agree. the nervous type. This is you're not the game for you. You're going to settle in and enjoy a game. This ain't it, pal. No, this no. thing is out of its, its ever-loving mind. It's just incredibly fast and if you if that's not your bag this isn't this is a game that's probably not for everyone is it Bode? i mean it's it's i think xenix is a little more approachable than mm-hmm. this this is but more, this i had a lot more fun with this one i had i had more fun with this than almost any other game that we played on the coco because it made me approach the game differently than you would a typical video game yeah and curtis brought something up in the chat which i wouldn't we failed to mention when you beat the boss you get like a little uh, scoring thing with some fireworks and stuff, mm-hmm. and it uses the same sort of uh, effects like the explosions. I believe they did something like similar to Latin Xenix too, and it's it is pretty impressive. Yeah. This game is a as uh, 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 a technical uh, demo of, of how fast you can make something go in a Coco. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything that's in the same stratosphere as no. this. I mean, this was and especially with as much stuff going on. I mean, picture a screen. Filled with stuff mm-hmm. and sound, everything all at once. I mean, it's amazing that they could pull that off. Right, right. It blows my mind. So I, 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 I got to give the guy credit. This is a, this was a well, it was really one disc, both sides. I believe is how they ended up shipping this thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a two disc game. Yeah, yeah. And part of the reason why Curtis picked this for us is so we could get used to loading multi-disc games on the Coco because that wasn't something we'd done. And that before. did come in handy because yeah. uh, when I did uh, when I played uh, on ARG this week when we did Donald Duck's Playground Was I had that to, a multi load too. I had to do that as well. And so I I did learn. Uh, I I played this game Curtis taught me a while back. Uh, but yeah that helped and big shout out to Curtis by the way for holding our hand mm-hmm. yet again. But yeah I I call this game a winner uh, if you're in the right mood or I'll tell you if you're gonna put on some like you what you here's here's how you do it, Bo. You get you some jolt 
or maybe some maybe some diet some citrus tro- loco? some diet citrus tropic strain which is what I'm drinking right here then you get you put on some music that look you get a guy that looks like a uh, uh, bark bit that's singing the song <laughs> bald bald guy Scandinavian guy with a long beard, beard who's cranking up some kind of death metal mm-hmm. and then you play this game you're because you're wired at right, that point right, that's the, right. that is the game right there so a great game I really enjoyed it uh, I don't know if everyone will but I liked it it is interesting about the glitching that I find that fascinating that it didn't do on your machine it's neat that we both now have real hardware playing yeah. this stuff on because uh, it, that makes a big difference too so Let's roll on. Oh, do we have any? We have any uh, listener uh, looks at this one? We do. Oh, okay, go. We do. We got a review from Curtis on Discord, and he says a game that almost didn't get released. Um, he Jeremy started this before Xenix, and after that, sales didn't go great in '89 or '90. Yeah, uh, and I can he, imagine. He says it's only because Glenn Dahlgren of Sundog convinced Jeremy to finish it off for a '91 release. There were originally plans for music in the background that were never completed. That would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine An extremely fast graphical tour de force of hardware, horizontal scrolling that never lets up, with six levels and large bosses at the end of each, and a fireworks display if you kill them. Easily one of the best side-scrolling shooters on the Coco 3. It even features deformable terrain. The only two flaws are the score fuel bar bouncing around a bit on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And the fact that it might actually be a bit too fast. 9.5 out of 10 for me. Still one of my favorites. And it all fits in 128K yet. You know, the I read that on down the line there are areas in the game where you have to shoot the environment to get through spots yeah. it's like laser gates on the Atari. i would love to get to that point mm-hmm. you know and also I'd like to see the other bosses and there's not really a lot of uh um there's not a lot of help on this one like i said i i would love i hate to say it but i'd like to have like an invulnerable yeah i'd like uh, to have a ship cheat. so i can or, at least go or through just it. a button where i could press and just recharge my shield yeah that would be that'd be where that'd the be pokes awesome. at that's a good one though. but i mean if you're getting into cocoa and you want to see what the high end of it can be this this is a high end High-end sort of effort right here, I think. Let's 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 roll on to a different sort of effort. Again. Now let's talk about Outhouse. I've become strangely familiar with this game mm-hmm. over the past because we we also covered this on ARG on the uh, Tandy or the on the TRS-80 Model One and Three mm-hmm. version when we did the Dick Smith System 80. So I, I've played this the Dick Smith System 80 version. Now I've moved over to the Coco version. Um, this game was uh, released uh, in 1983, and it was authored by Jay Weaver Jr., and it was also an uncredited uh, from Larry Ashman, who helped uh, bring this across the Coco. Jay Weaver Jr. also did the uh, original versions of this on the uh, Dick Smith AD. Who was the guy that did the Ghostbusters theme? <laughs> it wasn't Jay Weaver Jr. You talk about the... Uh, Ray Parker, Ray Parker Jr. Jr. My just, God, you made that leap from Jr.? I just, for some reason, it clicked. I thought it might have been the same guy. You're out of your mind. Uh, so, uh, again, this was a religion, uh, re- religiously. This was originally released in 82. It was a sacred uh, effort. And on the Model 1 and 3, and was a was a really slick game. I, I want to talk about that one before we get into this one. This was, of course, a monochrome game. Very detailed game. And uh, when it came across, it got colorized uh, on the Coco. You lose some of that fine detail work that was in. You know, there's something almost vectrixy about mm-hmm. some of those old yeah. monochrome games. And I told you, I remember talking to you off camera about how much I enjoyed playing 
some of those games in the Dick Smith uh, System 80 or the, you know, basically TRC Model mm -hmm. 1 and 3. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of fun. I, and so I'm, I'm going to look into maybe going down the road. And try, I mean, I hate to buy another computer, but that would be a, a neat one to have, that monochrome uh, TRS-80. Yeah. Especially since I had to learn how to load stuff on it to play any of these now, games. Now, does, uh, does the monochrome TRS-80, do you have to buy it in the enclosure with the monitor, the whole... As far, I want that one. That's But I think, I, I mean, there, God only knows there's how many not models like, There's are. not a Coco-sized model out there somewhere where I can just get the, the, the thing with the keyboard. No, so, no, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Again, I don't know. I don't know about every possible, uh, every possible one. So, um, let's talk about what is Outhouse as we put it on the Coco, and it's exactly the same on both on both machines. Uh, you are the custodian of a an Outhouse, basically. Now, an interstellar custodian. That's right. Uh, so, picture if you're not watching at home, picture a, a small Outhouse, which is a Small building where you uh, do your business outdoors, as we mentioned. Yeah, and if you're not from the United States, because I'm sure outhouses look different in different yeah. different countries. In the United States, there's a stereotypical outhouse that always has a wooden door with a moon-shaped cutout. This one also has a chimney. Yeah, so there's probably a heater. There's in There's a heating there. element too. The ones I've used, there was no there was no heat. It's what they do with the methane. Is that no no? That's, that's not what they do with it. So uh, in the middle of the bottom of the screen is your outhouse, complete with the reverse moon on the door. Your job is to fly your UFO, don't ask, around the screen and take out all the enemies that are attempting to either use your outhouse, steal from your outhouse, or destroy your outhouse. It's one, one of three, three things. Yeah. Um, you have free reign of the entire screen. You can go anywhere you want, uh, ex you know, except for down on, on the ground. And you will be confronted with enemies on every, uh, from every level and every direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, it starts out easy at first. You've got so let's explain some of the enemies here. That you've got a guy who just wants to use your outhouse, right? Okay. Then you've they got call a guy. Them hippies, right? Then you've got a guy who wants to steal your toilet paper. Mm -hmm. No good. But right. You don't want that. And when he so when this guy gets in here, that was a serious question. In the documentation, do they call these hippies? I remember you guys mentioning that on ARG. I don't remember. I'll be honest okay. with you. I think I just said hippie oh, because okay. I'm a jerk. <laughs> um, so the uh, the you, these guys stride towards your outhouse. Like I said, one guy would just go in there, use it, and leave. Right. Which you can't have that. You, no. And then the other guy will try to steal a toilet paper. When he grabs the toilet paper, it comes out like he just leaves it on the roll mm -hmm. and just takes off running. <laughs> so there's got a roll of toilet paper strung out of your outhouse, mm -hmm. and you've got to be careful because if you shoot your toilet paper like that, you'll lose toilet paper. Yeah. You, you gotta shoot, shoot the guy. If you shoot the guy, it kind of rolls back up like a blind. Well, it doesn't though. That's the TRS-80 version. This one, the, the paper just disappears. Well, I mean, but the point is you keep the toilet paper right. as opposed right. to but shooting it. It is worth noting that on the older version, the TRS-80 Model One version, there's a very cute animation yeah. of the toilet paper rolling it does. back in. It the rolls outhouse. back up. Yeah. Now uh, we should also mention that the guys come out are blue-haired men, and, and it looks like they're dressed in red suits. I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what the heck this. <laughs> They're referred to in the documentation, according to Curtis, as thief and squatter. Yeah, thief and squatter. You can do the math on the names. <laughs> now, if this is all you had to contend with, you'd be fine. But that's not all you have to contend with. You've also got uh, these little floating uh, things that just kind of are just in your way. They just sort of slowly meander towards you. If they hit you, you die. Then you've got these zappers that appear on both sides of the screen. They kind of scroll down. And they, when they get you in line of sight, they'll light up and shoot you. Yeah. And you can tell when they're going to shoot. They sort of light up mm -hmm. like they're going to shoot. Then you've got these things uh, that come down that are like they, they're crushers, basically. It's almost looks like a, a it's almost like a, a Wesley. A, no, it looks like um, a, like a three tiered wedding cake, basically. That comes down. You have to shoot each tier. The the key to this game that makes it fun is the fact that you can shoot in every direction. 
this game would be perfectly served with a Robotron oh, style yeah. control oh, yeah. set. Oh yeah. Because you could go to town with one of those. You could absolutely. Now I will say that what you've got to work with the Coco, it works fine. Mm -hmm. But I mean that would be ideal to have that that, that sort of directional abilities in this. Uh, as you go through the game, you go through waves. Uh, so you, wave one might just be simply killing the two guys coming towards your. By the way, you kill everyone that screws with your outhouse. Right. So just the guy that wants to use the outhouse dies. If the guy's still <laughs> talking about, he dies. Everyone dies in this game. Uh, that's the game. The, the, as you go through the different waves, the the uh, uh, the bad guys like the the amount of guys increase. Uh, you've got a thing. It's like a smart bomb will come down. By the way, it's also stuff wants to just destroy the outhouse. So it can get if the, if the outhouse gets destroyed, you die. If you lose all your UFOs, you die. If you lose all your toilet paper, you die. Uh, so there's plenty of ways to die. Now there's one secret weapon that you've got, which is like a mega bomb that you can hit. And you hit one of the number buttons, and you and it blows up, blows up the screen. Uh, it's a super zap. Yeah, that's all there and is. And I, I do want to say that this is another example of a, a, a of a Coco game that lays out all of. It's a lot like Cashman. The the, the title screen gives you yeah. all the stuff you need to know right there on the title screen. How I wish every game did this. It's so useful. I really like the title screen on this, where it shows you all the scores and stuff like that, and, and it. It, it, you're right. The cards on the table. Here's mm -hmm. what you're going to do. And it's a simple premise. Don't let people steal your toilet paper or use your toilet to destroy it. Mm -hmm. It's your toilet. Right. You got to defend what's yours. You know, so I can understand that. So you had, had you, you hadn't played that before. We, I think we played this at the one first of time the, we played uh, it. Was a, is it Computer Club? Yeah. So what did you think? Oh, by the way, one or two players' hot seat. We should mention that. What did you think of this one, Bo? I thought this one was okay. I, I wasn't as crazy about this one as you were. I thought that they could have done a lot more with the outhouse theme. Um, the, the toilet paper I gotta thing. Hear this. The toilet paper thing is a good gag. They need to have somebody else. Uh, they need to have somebody. The guy that uses the outhouse, like he needs to be doing something in there. Like instead of having somebody just going in there to use it, I'd have. Because what's another thing? What do you do? What can you do to harm an outhouse? You can steal the toilet paper out of it, or you can cook meth. Okay, or you can. What's the classic prank you can, with an outhouse? You can make it nasty. You can turn it over. Turn it over, right. I want to see one of these guys lean Let's up see, against it and try and turn it over. He's like going... The thing, the thing about an outhouse, it's not a porta potty Well... It, you would just turn listen, over the actual base. It's, the other, it's the called artistic still, license, man. Yeah, but the hole is still there. Okay. That's my point. It's not like a porta potty Some people may get confused. When you use an outhouse, the... Um, Waste is deposited in a big deep hole. True. There's no. It's not actually connected to the house. True. So. I, I know that the, the 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 laughs are not as great when you tip a <laughs> when you tip it out. Correct. Nothing. Body. It just basically makes people mad. Not to mention when you've got to go, you're boned. That's you true. Be cold. You Which is why you need to defend. Somebody trying to tip over your outhouse. I like how your problem with the game is that there's not enough use of the gimmick of the outhouse. Right. What the else game is do? called outhouse. What do you mean you? Def it's this pivotal point of the entire game. Yes. So, what, you, what else would you do? So that is one problem that I have with it. The other problem is the the why did they take out and I honestly I wouldn't have this problem if I didn't watch ARG presents. Uh -huh. But the fact that they took out the toilet paper reeling back in animation really got to me. They must have it had a really reason to, to do that. Yeah. That's that's a very nitpick. I will say again, this isn't as sharp as the. Uh, 
I mean, I prefer the model, the TRS-80 slash Dixman yeah. System 80 version it's a, over it, the Coco yeah. version. It, this is another Anatac C64 versus Specky. Well, I mean, and again, this game, the, the thing about this game is it's still fun. So the playability is still there. I just prefer the look of the monochrome. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's funny to say that. It, you know, <laughs> it's true. I do prefer the monochrome look of it. But this game is still fun. It's original. The control system's great. It controls great. Mm -hmm. You can't deny that. Yeah. It pl it plays great. It's a fair game, and it ramps up the uh, the difficulty in a good way. It's not overly hard when you start. You can get better at it if you play it long enough. And also, you uh, you it's just fun. The premise is fun. You know, uh, and when we played this at the Taze Valley Computer Club, people enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. You know, and when me and Brent played it on the Dick Smith system, maybe we both enjoyed it on there as well. It's just a fun game. The premise is fun, and so for me. I give this. I've really enjoyed this game. Uh, like I said, graphically, it's not it's not the best, but I mean, it, it, the graphics do the job. I would have liked to have seen more uh, more inventive looking aliens. Uh, I think that the two people are drawn very well. You know, the squatter and the thief. Uh, but I would have liked to have seen I don't know different aliens, not just sort of specks or geometric shapes. Well, I don't know, man. Listen, I'm coming off Crystal City. I'm coming, you know, you're, when you're coming from the the Crystal City, this game is not going to come to off To be fair, well. this game runs on a 32K Coco from 1983. Sure, so, sure. So, you know. You're it's not going to be as impressive as, as something like that. But I like it. And it's another game where you can play for a high score. Mm -hmm. uh, that, and I like, I like it's got the good hot seat. I like everything about it. And this I shouldn't mention this came out from uh, Computer Shack, which later morphed into Mitch mm -hmm. Tron. So, you know, Computer Tech was a pretty big player oh, back yeah. in the day. Yeah, we've done several of them. Yeah, so I, I dig it. I think it's a fun game. Did you get any uh, Did you get any scores from the people, the peeps? Before we go on to the scores. Oh, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I'm just curious because I feel like I'm going to forget otherwise. You didn't see this for sale on eBay anywhere? No. Okay. No. Okay. I didn't, I've never seen any version of this. Okay. All right. Let's see what we got here for the Coco reviews. We got Curtis is back with another review. He says, I love this game as a teenager. Quirky humor and a good shoot 'em up that just gets more intense the further along you get into the game. Cute graphics with the thieves walking normally and who drag toilet paper out of your outhouse and the squatters hopping frantically to go and using 50 sheets of toilet paper in one shot if you let That's them get into the outhouse. That's why you don't want them in there. Yeah. That's why you shoot it when they get out, dude, because you're mad. <laughs> I had seen ads for the Model 1 or 3 version, 1-3 version, and was very happy we also got this quirky game on the Coco. 9 out of 10 for quirky gameplay, originality, and cutesy quirky graphics. Yeah. I'd argue with that. I think Coke, I think the I think this game on, on either on either computer is a lot of fun. Yeah. And I will tell you, I, I had to explain to Luke what an outhouse was, and he thought this was pretty amusing. Oh, he yeah. thought that he was highly amused by kids <laughs> love outhouses. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's just such a wacky concept. You don't think about it now. Uh, but in when I, I did a, a, a forthcoming uh, Coco show play on this, and kind of went into outhouses and a little more a little deeply, but you don't really think of it. It's something that's sort of gone by the wayside as more communities have city water and stuff. Mm -hmm. But uh, these things were super. I mean, they were a lot of places. And I'd say what you do, we probably had a higher percentage of outhouses almost anywhere. Probably so. You yeah. know, because there's so many people. And even today, there are plenty of places in West Virginia that don't have. Oh yeah, a lot of hunting, water. A lot of hunting camps and stuff like yeah. that still rely on. Outhouses. So you never know. I, I, but I think it's a quirky, fun, uh, uh, hilarious game. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. All right, well, Aaron, before we go, I want to thank our uh, people that make this show happen, our uh, wacky and wonderful Patreon supporters. Uh, let's see who we've got here. We've got a new Patreon, Aaron. 
We'd like to welcome Buttons. Yeah, welcome to Buttons. The yeah, welcome Buttons. Jeff Landreth, Graham Vebke, Wing Chun Wolf, Curtis Boyle. Uh, thank you guys so much for um, for suggesting these games. And we want to thank uh, Graham and Curtis, members of the uh, Coco Show Game Selection Committee, for choosing both these games. Thank yeah. you very much, guys. Good choices. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll be back in a couple weeks with another new episode of the Coco Show. So we'll see you later. Adios.